Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Fuck you, come on by the One Million Podcast. Oh, how was your day? Fine, I got a lot done. Yep. Well, I just basically edited this podcast, and then I went to the gym, and then I took a nap. Yeah, that's the one thing about CrossFit. They ruin your holidays with some fucking horrible, fine, big-ass workout. They call it a hero workout, but it's a dick workout is what it is. This one was just called Hard Labor. It wasn't, like, named after anyone. Yeah. And it sucked dick. You're drinking White Claw, and I'm drinking 42. Dippa, 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 feel it and boo. Nailed it. The second day soreness was fucking legit from that Wacom VR game. What is that game called? Battle Paddles? What's this game called? Podcasting. Mm. We're losing. I'm trying to figure out what the name of this fucking game was that I played so I can talk about it and not sound like a fucking dork. Oh, Beat Saber. The game was called Beat Saber? Saber. Beat Saber. <laughs> you can't say Beat Saber and sound smart. Sounds like a way to say jacking off. <laughs> Would you like to come over and play my Beat Saber? <laughs> oh, man, I was just doing the old Beat Saber. <laughs> That's how you Beat Saber is jerking off to Star Wars stuff. Room tone. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> just... Oh, man. Unexpected snakes are never. When do you expect a snake, though? I mean, other I than know, going, going to a, a zoo. Reptilarium. A reptilary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a herpa. What is that? A herpetarium? Herpetarium. That's what it is. It's a fuckhouse, is what it is. I'm not going in there. Fuck house? Jesus yeah, Christ. I'm not fucking going in there. Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck this house. It's a fuck house. <laughs> fuck this snake house. Fuck this snake house. As a matter of fact, Fuck the words the snake. It's a fuck house. <laughs> when mom mom and I were getting to my apartment after she got in on Friday. Yeah. And I opened the front gate and I look over and I had it's like a wrought iron gate. And so I open the door and I look over and I see something moving in the corner of my eye and I look to my left and on the hinge to the gate Mm-mm. I thought was a snake. So I screamed. Yeah. Very loud. And well, it was around like a Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> and, my knees completely gave out. I crumpled to the floor. Mom goes, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you? It was a, it was a lizard. But it was a large lizard. It was a bigger than normal Still lizard. Still, though, what's crumpling to the ground going to do for you? Well, I didn't know that's how I was going to react. Well, now you know, and you need to fix that I shit. I mean, ideally, yeah, it would be something different, like karate chop yeah. and then invisible cloak to a, the snake. You might want to go to a snake singing class or something. A snake singing class? Yeah, I, I imagine it's like self-defense, but for when you see a snake, and they teach you like moves, and then you go through drills so that you don't just crumple onto the ground. I think that'd make it worse. No, I think you gotta, you know, if you were practiced, you know, you just make it instinct. No. It's like football. I'd rather not. Sport. I'd rather just risk well, it. I doubt they would use a real snake until maybe the final. 
No, I'm sure. I mean, if that's the whole point of the class, you'd think, well, or, you, you know, you it can sounds use like a stuff. You can't just go. I mean, I'm sure there's like an advanced class where they, yeah, they're using real snakes, but that's got to be expensive. I don't want to go to this class. I'm just saying. And you also, might. anytime a guy uh-huh. is like, hey, do you want to see this snake? <laughs> it's usually not what you think it is. <laughs> or it's exactly what you think it is. Because if you're thinking it's a penis, then that's what it is. <laughs> Then you are a correctamundo. Welcome back. <laughs> Episode 11 of the One Millionth Podcast. That's double ones. That's double ones. We're making it. I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. We're brother and sister. Uh, we're also really cool people. And we're both terrified of snakes. Yeah, as most normal people are. Yeah. You show me a snake lover. You already thought they were weird. Yeah. Like that wasn't like... When they told you they have snakes, you were like, oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, there not there like a rule, like never date someone with a pet bird or a pet snake or like pet spiders? I mean, if it's not a rule, it should be. That's a rule. It came in like your puberty rule book. It's like, now that you're getting out there, stay away from these weirdos. Because they seem cool as a kid. They are not cool as adults. I don't think they seemed cool as a kid. Yeah, I didn't either. The bird thing I thought maybe was interesting until I actually saw someone's pet bird. And I was like, oh. Living dinosaurs. I don't mind a bird. A bird. I, I think too many of any pets weird. Like even too many dogs. is, And I love dogs. But if you got 11 of them, you're weird. Well, then you feel bad for the dogs. One person can't handle that much stress. No. That's why there's a law you can only have three dogs. Where's that a law? Here. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But not in the world. I'm sure other states have laws. I, I'm very certain of that. Uh, but pr- do they sure. pertain to ownership of dogs in the number? Well, let's look it up. Well, you want to hear? Uh, well, when I was in Texas, I learned that you have to have like a license to own over ten dildos. What? It was said to me as like a weird trivia fact from like a a local guy, and so then that night I got drunk and they had an off-duty police officer working, and I went up to him and I go, "Hey, I heard it's a statute that you can't own more than ten dildos." Without a license. And he goes, well, it's mainly for like, so if people are selling dildos, like you have the proper license for that. He goes, but if I come into your house and you have just a collection of dildos, I'm not going to write you a ticket. He's like, it's just, but if I think you're selling a bunch of dildos and you you need to have the proper license. But could you (laughs) imagine being in that kind of pickle? Could you imagine? Oh, the cops are here. Fuck. I got to hide seven dildos. How many of us are in this room? <laughs> so, some of you are going to have to cop to some dildos. <laughs> Let's see. I've got three. <laughs> Bo, you've got three. <laughs> Sarah, somehow you've got six. You're going to take the, the majority share of this workload. Good one. Just spit roasted eight ways. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Mom was in town. Our mom was in town. You weren't here. <laughs> it was awesome. We got to eat at places that were fun. Oh, I hit some fun places. I just go to the same ones all the time. <laughs> uh, so it was lovely. We had a really nice time. Saturday night, we went to... There's a restaurant in LA. Restaurant? Sure. There's a restaurant... Is how humans say that word. Remember or, that one. I don't know. There's a Model lot of 1076. people. Model one zero seven six. There's a lot of people in middle of Kansas that call it restaurant. Restaurant. We go down to a restaurant. Oh yeah, that might have been why I said it. So we go uh, to this restaurant. It's called Bestia. It's one of those meals that you re- you talk about for a long time. She got in what Friday was when you saw her. 
Uh-huh. And you went, you went to Bestie on Friday? No, but that was Saturday. Okay, what'd you do Friday? We're going to go back in time. Going to go back in time. Friday, we just went down to Madeira. Oh, nice. And had... A nice Spanish steakhouse. No. It's just a steakhouse? It's not even a steakhouse. I thought it was a steakhouse. It's absolutely not a steakhouse at all. They have steak. You've eaten there. I thought I had steak. You might have, but I think that's like the only steak they have on the menu. Oh, okay. There's like pastas and flatbreads and... What's the theme? I don't know. Hip. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we just went down there and like hung out and got drunk and then came home and watched the latest episode of Succession, which I'm going to have to rewatch. Okay. And then after Bestie, I went to this place called the Two-Bit Circus. Okay, you got you to gotta tell me about that. It's, I saw the Instagrams. It looked like fun. There was a surgery at one point. There was a surgery at one point. Not on an actual person, unfortunately. That's my favorite arcade is when you do get to do live surgeries. Yeah, which also happens downtown. It's just like one warehouse over. Yeah, but you got to know a password. And, yeah, uh, it's like that it's, movie Hostel. It's hard to sleep for like a week, but man, that one night. It's the fun. rush. But man, you just hear the screams. <laughs> So anyway, it's a it's a like a uh, it's an adult arcade, Gosh. but not like adult like sex adult. No, no, no. But it's an arcade for grown ups. Yeah. So they have you know just like regular arcade games, and then they had like Papa Shot, but it was also Connect Four, Papa Shot. What the fuck? Yeah, it was pretty wild. And then they have was like, it digital or was it just giant? Both. Wow, you could go analog giant Connect Four Papa Shot. Yeah. Man, it was pretty great. That's the dream. pretty great. And there's a lot of games like that that are like these screens that you play, but they look like carnival games. I don't know. It was super great. Okay. And they have like a, v, a whole VR section. Nice. And there's like a VR maze. VR means virtual reality for yes. uh, mainly our parents. Yes. So this, there's this VR game. It's like the, one of the most popular ones. It's called Beat Saber. <laughs> Which you mentioned earlier, and it does sound like a sex act. It does. It sounds like a solo sex act that involves cosplay in some fashion. Yeah, it'd be. It's like the Hydrox of the Fleshlight world. Okay. Yeah. There. Oh, that's very, very fun. Thank you. Very fun. I think I just made my first million. No one take my ideas. Star Wars theme Fleshlight. It's <laughs> called the Beat Saber. So the final frontier. You have to put this like headpiece on, obviously, because it's virtual reality. And then you have these like joysticks kind of things without like the joystick. Yeah, they just the stick. Look, to me they look like uh, a tri like a gun without the barrel. Exactly. So you're holding on to these things which were very heavy. You know when you went to like Best Buy to play the Nintendo 64 and the controllers felt heavier? Oh yeah. Because they were like screwed down. For sure. So no one would steal them. That's what these kind of felt like to me. I was like, there's no way these should be this. Were heavy. they actually screwed down? Uh, they were connected by hoses. Oh, okay. So that's probably a lot of it. That's probably a lot of it. So anyway. Were they pneumatic hoses? No, okay. Maybe oh, I don't know. Just being you know I don't know what that means. <laughs> Powered it's, by air. Yeah, it's not oldmatic. Okay. It's pneumatic. So anyway, those fuckers are heavy. And so the game is like you have these sabers and you hit the matching colors. It's like Guitar Hero with two colors because you only have two hands. And not to music. And it's to music. Oh, it is to music. Yeah, it's to music. And so do you have to, is it like Dance Dance Revolution where you have to get it in to beat? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I played it for five minutes straight. I didn't get knocked out at all. And I was dripping sweat by the time it was done. So um, I really hit the gym hard today. 
kind of put some things into perspective. It, uh, it sucks when a video game lets you know you're out of shape. And I'm like, well, I guess I don't really use my forearms in CrossFit. I remember I was like 25 and there was a game. It was like a cop game, but like you had to like bend down and like move. Mm-hmm. And I did that twice. Oh, you're back. And then the next day, I, my quads were on fire. I was like, ah, looks like it's time to go back to the gym because I'm out of shape. Yeah, that's when we were in college when the Wii Sports came out, like the first game that the game that came with the first Wii. Yeah. And it had a boxing one. And we all did boxing one night. And of course, we're just like in college and we're probably drunk. And the next day, we were all like, so we all make a pact to not ever play the boxing one again. <laughs> You're just all arms out, stiff. Le- yeah, for real. It was <laughs> like Frankenstein. Oh, it was man. so bad. So um, after that game, my I was dripping sweat. And my forearms are in fuego. They are so tenderoni. Um, but so I get done and before I got in the thing, there's hand sanitizing wipes because it's a public VR station and it's. I don't want someone else's face to be on my face. Yeah. Okay. So I wiped it down and, you know, let it dry. So I put it on. And so I get done and I'm dripping sweat. And before I can even grab a wipe to clean it off, this guy gets in there and puts it on. So it's just oh, like. Just, oh. I was like, oh, gross. Stereo gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was just really great. Oh, and the surgery room. The surgery. You got to talk about it. So this is a game, obviously. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when you were a kid and you went to the observatory. Do you, do you get tickets if he lives? Is no, you don't, really get, you don't really know. There's not a ticket situation. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. You always want to get a whoopee cushion when you can. <laughs> I'll just buy you some on Amazon. I'm sure they're like a dollar now. Easily. But you got get the IE. Get the real one. Spend the money. Do the name brand. <laughs> Easy. Don't get the Hydrox of whoopee cushions. Don't, yeah, don't get the whoop hyphen E cushion. <laughs> uh, so there's this like operation room and there's this big Muppet looking dude. And then a Muppet comes on a screen and tells you how to save him. And you have to work as a team. And every person is given like a doctor or a color. Like I'm Dr. Pink and you're Dr. Orange and Dr. Green. Oh, like Reservoir Dogs. Sure. I assume. So you have assignments. You haven't seen Reservoir Dogs either? No. God damn it. You're just so movie dumb. I could quote Dude, Where's My Car starting from the beginning right now. Again, you're just so movie dumb. I've seen a lot of really good movies. I know, but you haven't seen enough. Like, I had to force feed you Pulp Fiction. That's not true. It was just a long thing to sit through. And by the way, never found out it was in the fucking briefcase. So That's what made the movie great. Ugh. Whatever. That was funny how mad you got about that. <laughs> I was. You were like, wait. God damn it. You were like, wait, what? Tarantino, you, you fucking you, dick. You don't, you, you don't get to find out what's in the fucking case. <laughs> I was mad. Oh. So, yeah, you go into this room and you have like different tests to do. Like you have to count the blood cells and like you have to treat. Do they tell you what's wrong with him? Yeah. And you have like iPads to scan him to see where like the pain is. And you were in there with an actual doctor, not. Not a medical doctor. Well, no, it was an it was a actor who worked there. And did mom go in the surgery room? No, mom just recorded the entire thing on my cell phone. <laughs> it was hard, and you had to like run around, and like people are screaming, and you're like, "We need fifty cc's of mom's spaghetti." A real. <laughs> it was so great. I will go back oh, every yeah. weekend for the rest of my life. That that patient had stage fright. Is what it was. <laughs> Uh, mom's not, mom doesn't do well in uh, hospital situations. I remember I get, I got my tubes in my ears. You got his tubes tied? Uh, also my tubes tied. And I remember being in the recovery room and as I was 
coming in. There was another kid that was having some sort of sinus surgery, and he was also coming out of anesthesia. And the kid just kept going, I want to just pick my nose. Just <laughs> let me pick my And mom had to be like, I got to go. And she was like about to faint. And yeah. I was like, well, you're fucking leaving? Well, I didn't get to see her. Uh, did you guys have breakfast on Sunday? No. No, you just woke up and... Watched uh, a movie. We watched Book Club, also a great film. That's a new one. Yeah, it was 2017. Yeah. Who's it's, in it? Uh, just an all-star cast. Let me tell you who's in it. Jane Fonda. Mary Steenburgen, Candace Bergen, That's and no, there's one more. Did I say Diane Keaton? No, but there it is. Diane Keaton. That's been an all-star cast for the last 30 years. Yeah. Man. It was so good. Craig T. Nelson was it's in like it. It's like watching Mount Rushmore come alive. Andy <laughs> Andy Garcia was in it. not get their period anymore. <laughs> Jane Fonda is 78 years old, and she looks 60. Good for her. Well, she did all that working out. Yeah. All that spitting in journalist faces. Yep, and and getting comfy with the Vietnamese at a very inappropriate time. Very inappropriate time, but their food is so good. So, like, I get it. Yep. <laughs> she was just really hip to pho before the rest of us. Hell yeah, she was. She's Jane Funda. <laughs> that was clever. Thank I'll you. I'll give you that one. I'm not going to laugh at it, but I'm like, I, ex- I respect the craft. I hated it. <laughs> I didn't think it was great. Jane Funda. <laughs> well, and then luckily mom's flight and my flight coincided. So I got to land and then walk across LAX to another terminal. And I got to hang out with mom for about 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like she came to visit me in prison. Yeah. We just got to hang out and talk. and. Yeah. She was going in. You were getting out. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in Minneapolis at one of the best clubs in the country, Acme. It's in a very weird part of Minneapolis. It's just, it's a lot of condos. Isn't like, that all of Minneapolis? No, but this one in particular, like, it's just condos. And a lot of the condos look like they could have a club at the bottom and are also named. Like, there was a condo company called Borealis. I'm like, is that a club or are those apartments? What are we doing here? Also sounds like a stripper's name who definitely has got her downstairs pierced. I think that's most strippers do. I think that's standard fare. Is it now? I mean, I I couldn't tell you the last time I was at a strip club. Wait a minute. Could I? No, I couldn't. I don't know the last time I was at a strip club. It's been a long time. I mean, I was at a strip club to film This Isn't Happening. Oh, I guess I was there with you, you which is weird. I didn't go inside. And there's no strippers there. They just do comedy on the stage. Oh, no, they were there. They were in the office. You didn't see them, but to get to the stage, there we had to walk through like this office. And the owner and the and like three strippers were just hanging out back there. They were very nice, but they were just waiting for the thing to get done so they could start stripping and make money. I mean, there's plenty of sad comedians there. You could have gotten started in the parking lot where the crafty was. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, uh, you like that sandwich? You want a hand job? I see you like roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> you want to see another one? <laughs> you can put your dick in this one. Joke's on you. I already put my dick in this one. <laughs> Don't know if you know it, but you can fuck a sandwich. Speaking of sandwiches, I'd fuck. I did have a Juicy <laughs> Lucy for the Gross. first time. <laughs> Good God. It's already got a hole in it. <laughs> it does. It's filled with molten cheese. Much like you. <laughs> Uh, it was good. It's uh, for those of you who don't know what a Juicy Lucy is. It's uh, it's a cheeseburger, but the cheese is actually inside the burger. 
Not on the outside like a fucking idiot. No, it's inside like one of those gushers. But the cheese is super hot and you, uh, it, it burns your mouth. Is there also cheese on top? I mean, I'm sure you can get it. Mine didn't have it. It should. It's It was super good. It was a sandwich I'd fuck, like I'd say. You say that about most sandwiches. Fair. Fair. I mean, well, I mean, it's two pieces of bread with some meat inside. It's just begging to get fucked. Yikes. <laughs> we are going to have the National Sandwich Association on our asses like that. They're going to be on our dicks. What up? It hurt so hard to snap just now. <laughs> it did. I really had to commit. Uh, the Royals, our beloved Kansas City Royals, they're sold. They got sold. It's a good thing. We're no longer owned by some Walmart asshole. Never been a great owner. We still got a World Series out of it. I don't know how much he had to do with it. But this new guy, he's uh, he's a local guy. He used to be a Royals season ticket holder. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, I'm really excited about it. So just like a local Kansas City guy bought the baseball team. Well, I mean, he's the lead of many investors. Mm. So it's a big group, but he's the he's the head of it. And uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. Like David Glass never spent money unless he had to. Like mm-hmm. the, the league had to come up to him like, oh, five, oh, six. And they're like, you can't just own a team and watch it suck giant dicks. You have to make efforts. Yeah, which and, we all watched for years and uh, but decades it, even. It worked out. We got it. We went to two World Series back to back. But he's probably the reason we didn't really compete for a third one because he, even after we won the World Series, he made sure we cut our payroll. So I don't think this guy's going to be that guy. But fingers uh, crossed. But uh, yeah, so I was in Minneapolis. The Royals got sold. Shows were great. Yeah, it's just a really great room. And uh, did some CrossFit while I was there. And I realized not all CrossFit gyms are super uh, clean. As like I was like, we got done. I was like, you got a mop or wipes or anything? And they're like, no, Bob's going to clean at the end of the night. You're good. Oh. She's like, all right. He's like, we're not doing burpees or anything. So, okay. So, uh, but yeah, I came back Sunday, saw mom, uh, went to the Palm again, had a great dinner. Went to the comedy store, had a great set. Did you see Alex Concepcion? Oh, you goddamn right. Hung out with Alex Concepcion. How many f- kinds of fries did you have? Just the one. We've all learned our lesson. I don't think a lot of us did a lot of things that week through the amount of fries that we ate. Although <laughs> the fry scenario was discussed at length. And we ad all. Ad nauseum, you could a- say. Ad nauseum. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I went to the comedy store and uh, had a set. My ex-girlfriend was there. Oof. That was super great. Uh, You know, hey, when my name's on the marquee, I'm probably going to be there. And if you're going to (laughs) be, if you're going to be weird about it, maybe don't show up. If you're not ready to see me, (laughs) fucking maybe take a break from the comedy store or just be cool about it. I always walk up to her. I'm like, hey, it's good to see you. And then she goes, hi, it's good. I'm like, awesome. It's been almost two years. All right. It's just weird. It is weird because that's a long time. It's a long time. And I'm not that great. I'd agree with that a thousand percent. So I don't know what the dealio is. I don't either. So, yeah. Good weekend. 
That's nice. Are you going anywhere this weekend? I got to go back to Kansas City for one night. I donate those shows to uh, St. Agnes to their school. And they they auction them off and the money goes to the school. I got to go make good on one of those. Yeah. So I'm doing a show in someone's backyard at 10 o'clock at night. So Nice. As long as I don't get arrested for saying fuck in someone's backyard amplified that late at night, I think it should be a good night. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. I can't wait to see who tries their hand at an open mic. Oh, that that happened. That did happen. And also putting it at 10 o'clock, that leaves way for... A lot of drunks. A lot of drunks, you'd think. It's going to be a true late Friday show. Well, they want to do it after the Miege game, but they don't allow alcohol inside the stadium. Not that that stopped most of us in high school. Or, yeah, you don't think adults are just bringing in flasks? They actually can go buy liquor. Yeah, exactly. But they, yeah, they'll show up like, wait, come here. I want to, I just want to try. A guy, uh, so I've done this a few years and I showed up to do it one time. The lady that had bought the show at the auction came up to me and we were having it at her house in her backyard. And she goes, "Uh, a friend of ours has asked if he could do some time in front of you. And my dad was with me and was kind of playing my security guard slash manager slash MC. And uh, he was like, absolutely not. And I was like, actually, because I was a little drunk uh, and really high. And I was like, yeah, let's watch this guy go up and take a shot at it. Well, and you also love to watch comedians bombing on YouTube. I would definitely at this time so, in my life, that was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. It was so a dark this, I can see you're like, ooh, a live show. A live show. <laughs> and he did just that. It was a bunch of, I mean, Obama was still in office. It was a bunch of anti-Obama <sighs> stuff. Remember the good old days. And it was a bunch of just, and he was speaking to a predominantly Republican audience. But the jokes were so terrible and awful and out of What's the words I'm looking for? Um, politically incorrect. Mm. That even they were like, no, we're not going to laugh at this because there, there might be a video of us laughing at these jokes. Yeah. And then, like most terrible comics, he went long. <laughs> and he just kept, he was supposed to do like five to seven. And at about 15 minutes, I'm like, hey, buddy, I think you can call it. Like, you're not <laughs> like you, you haven't gotten a you laugh. Said you give him 15 minutes. I didn't give him 15 minutes, but I didn't have a hook. <laughs> so eventually I had to just be like, hey, man. You didn't man. have any tomatoes? Some rotten tomatoes off to the side to throw at him? And I mean, he had these jokes typed out, printed out, on and in his back pocket. And it was, it was he fucking He was expecting epic. to interrupt your set. Dude, he was going to, he was expecting to leave like, oh, you were better than the, than the kid. And you were Which is than- so funny because that never works out that Dude, way. Dude, I don't even think he was still there when I got off stage. Aww. Well, I did my first seven minutes just on him because <laughs> it needed to be addressed. Well, yeah. Yeah. The elephant in the room. The fucking. Not the donkey, the elephant in the room. <laughs> oh, man. Political representation jokes. You like to pop bottles? Um, popping, popping bottles like champ champers. Yeah. Like, like when you're celebrating even the most minuscule event, do you like to pop bottles like, of champagne? Like throw, bust the top yeah. off and make it fizz up? No. Oh, okay. You know well, what I don't like? Danger what? in a kitchen. Well, it's kind of all the rage with the youth. Yeah. And it's honestly so much champagne comes out. It's also a waste. Yeah. Especially when you do it with like a good 
bottle. Like, yeah. You do it with cooks. Yeah. I'll spray $3 all over a dumb bitch. <laughs> but if it's a $140 bottle of champagne, it's uh, we're going to make sure that thing's uh, nice and evenly keeled before we Hell pop it. Hell yeah. Well, Theo Campbell, who you know from MTV's The Challenge, who appeared on Love Island in 2017 and is set to appear on MTV's The Challenge, War of the Worlds 2, will no longer be seen out of one of his eyes <gasps> because someone popped a bottle dangerously close to his face. And uh, I currently have seven stitches in my eye. Gross. And the doctors say it's unlikely I'll see properly again. They've done a good job saving it, as they said I might loose my whole eye. I don't know if he also got a concussion or if he's just fucking dumb, but he can't spell worth a fucking shit. Lose and loose. That's a, that's a common mis- mm. thing. I don't know. I'm feeling bad for him. But I'm hopeful and don't want to believe my eye is gone forever. Anything is possible. Well, it is. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, two eye surgeries later after a fortunate accident, I've lost all vision in my right eye as it got split in half. What? What? Oh, my God, I just imagined, like, microwaving a grape. Who would have thought a champagne cork would be the end of me, Campbell wrote in the caption of a photo showing him with the eye bandaged up in what appeared to be a hospital bed. But I still have one eye left, looking at the bright side of things. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you have to. (laughs) Man, you are reaching for optimism straws, if that's all you got. Don't say opt to anything right now. Not in front of this poor man. You know, I'm very strict. Like, I'm kind of a buzzkill with my friends when it comes to that shit because I worked in fine dining for over 10 years. So many times. I've seen the cork go shooting across the room. Yeah. If you don't keep your thumb over the top of the cork the entire time, you're taking the foil off, you're taking the cage off. It just, and my friends are like, no, that never happens. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever you want to do or not do. Because. He's looking on the bright side of things. <laughs> well, he can't see how far away the bright side of things are because depth perception is no longer a thing. No. Oh, and he was like a track racer. Well, as long as there's no turns, he's still good. Someone's just got to tell him when to stop. Got to look forward and hope. Well, now we have two Fetty Wops. What's what? Fetty Wop. He's a one-eyed rapper. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. You thought I said something racist. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew I knew there was one Fetty Wop. I didn't know why there were two now. I thought maybe you were leading into a story about Fetty Wop was cloning himself. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just doing a good segue. Maybe this is it, but the cloning of humans isn't really what it's all it's been chucked up to be. Which by the way, every time I see the word segue uh in print, I say Segue the first time in my head and I'm like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> But the seventh try, I figure out it's segue. <laughs> Just need to reset after the fourth one. Take a walk. <laughs> Deep breaths. Think about it. Eat some toast. Segway. I've, I've been smelling it. <laughs> I've been smelling it. Which all I found day. out is not really a thing. That's a myth. Yeah, I know. I had a friend. I said something like that, and she goes, "How do they know? How do they know?" We're, were they, when they come out of the stroke or have after having an aneurysm or people like, oh, by the way, I smelled toast right beforehand. Yeah. OK, well, a stroke affects a part of the brain and it never like a specific part of the brain and can happen in any section. 
And so the odds of it happening to the language center are viable, but I mean, it's not always, it's not always affecting the, the smell center. Yeah. Oof. I wasn't ready to tell that story. No, you weren't. And it was apparent as you got through it. <laughs> Brains are hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the proper use of the word viable, but I was going to let it slide <laughs> until you called attention to it. Uh, Brains are hard. <laughs> oh, so I decided to get back on the dating apps last week and then I immediately hopped off. Uh, Yeah. Let that- me tell you why. Okay. What dating apps? Did you go to multiple or just one? No, I just went back to Hinge because I joined it for a little bit, like what, for like a week. And what's Hinge? What's And what makes it different from the others? Um, So as far as I can tell, I think it's just like there's the question and answer section. So you can answer three questions about yourself and have that on your profile or like as many as up to six or something. Are they three predetermined questions like from a drop down box kind yes, of situation but there's and there's like probably 20 or 30 that you can oh, answer okay. um so but it's still a swipe left swipe right situation yes and is it like the one is it like one of the other ones where the girl has to reach out first if you match i think no either one can reach out first oh, okay yeah i think i don't and know it's spelled h-i-n-g-e mm-hmm. and what's the why do they call it hinge do they say i don't know it's just like because when you close one door, another one opens. Ooh, clever! If that's not their thing, it should be. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say. All right. So, I get back on the app, and I'm on my lunch break, and I'm like, "All right, let's just see what's out there. Let's yeah, let's see what the prognosis is. Let's see what let's see if any of these are viable." <laughs> there you go. That's I think much better. I know. So this one is the question. <laughs> one of the questions was one thing I'll never do again. And this dude wrote, hug my mom and dad. Oh, because they're dead? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like the dark sense of humor. I mean, this dude doesn't like look like he tells jokes. Why? Is he wearing eyeliner? First of all, I hate you. Because some of your boyfriends have. Well, just... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was 21. Oh, man. He wore three belts. Well, <laughs> he had At six. Once. He had six legs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, another one says a life goal of mine. Fake my death. Uh, that's that's a poor attempt at humor. Life goal. Fake my own death. Fuck that guy. And then it's like, then say claim the life insurance policy on myself, build my own boat, mm-hmm. sail it to an island, mm-hmm. and call it Jerk Off Island. Because that's what I'll be doing, whether the you're time. there or not. Um, this other one. Also, <laughs> I like hiking. <laughs> this other one says, the one thing I'd love to know about you is, are you really the age that you say you are? That's fair. Crying this- laughing emoji. Oh. And strictly mirror selfies. Oh, but this one really takes the cake. We'll get along if you've done the work. Woof. <laughs> so, what a giant douchebag. Yeah. You see, how, well, at least he got it out in one sentence. Yeah. Oh, here's another really good one. My most irrational fear, commitment. Then why are you here? 
Oh, yeah. It's not a fucking app. That's a dating app. Yeah, I think it's like the most datey one. Yeah. Because wasn't Tinder originally just supposed to be for hooking up? No, I think it was for dating. I mean, they have friends that met like their husbands and wives on Tinder. Well, I'm not saying that it didn't turn into that. I'm just saying initially, I think it was supposed to be just for hooking up. And then I think girls got on there and were like, I'm not on here just to hook up. And then guys were like, well, whatever. Because you know what sucks? Okay, Cupid and Plenty of Fish. I've never done either, but they seem terrifying. That seems like going to the bottom of the dumpster. I'm thinking Ken Burns is going to do a dating app documentary. I would love that. And then There's so like, much and trumpet. Then a bumble came along. <laughs> do you remember the time we were over at that bar? Was it called Adults Only? Dirty Porn? Yeah, Adults Only. Adults Only with our good friend Matthew Thornton. And, and uh, <laughs> the obvious Tinder date showed up. Yeah. Because she kind of like walked up to him and was like, Steve? And she was, he was like, Christine? And they're like, yeah. And it was like, okay, well, we all need to stop talking and fucking listen to what's about to transpire. Yes. Oh, my God. Awkward conversations that I'm not in are my favorite. Oh, especially when you know one side is doing the fucking just... All the work. All the work in the worst way. Just making it so terrible. Uh, I remember sitting next to a fucking, this lady, it was me on the aisle, then this chick who was pretty, <laughs> uh, and then fucking a guy that probably owned a dungeon, or at <laughs> least was saving up for one, right? <laughs> He's saving up for one. There's like a giant jar next to his bed with like a slit in the top. Like the in the catalog, it's called a bomb shelter, but it's gonna be a dungeon. He knows what he's gonna do it's with it. Good. When there's shackles hooked to a wall, it's a dungeon. He is ready to click check out on that target cart. This guy is just working this chick like nonstop, and it's really bad. He like just starts. He starts off all right, just doing like normal conversation shit, and then like he makes the turn and like tries to get her to go out with him, and is relentless to the point of like i'm starting to look at him and be like no <laughs> no what are you doing like let it go and he kept going and kept going for most of i would say from the last for the last 40 minutes of the flight was just fucking everything they talk about he go well maybe you know if we went out blah 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 and at the very end just like I felt like she had been interrogated to a point where she just fucking broke. And she was like, yeah, fine. Here's my number. That's so sad. But I seriously doubt it was the right number. But also, if you're going to give a dude a fake number, you should have done that minute seven, not minute 40. It sucks being in that position, though. Of like someone not being able to say no or take the answer no. Yeah. Well, I think at some point you just got to go, hey. You can keep asking, but I'm going to keep saying no. So maybe we can just be friends and not like, I just don't want to keep saying no. And also you can't keep asking. Yeah. Well, say you're, uh, you're done working. You okay. Want, you want to go on vacation. I would love that. You're going to go on a cruise. Ugh. Right. What's the longest cruise you think you could do? I don't know. Six hours. Yeah. What about 245 days? What the fuck? Fuck. Viking Cruises has just launched its Ultimate World Cruise, a 245-day luxury journey aimed at setting the Guinness World Record for the longest continuous passenger cruise. 
930 guests set sail from London's Greenwich Pier on August 31st. Circumnavigating the globe, it will hit six continents, 51 countries, 111 ports along the way. Eight months it's going to take. What continent is it skipping? Uh, I would think Antarctica. Just because it's melting, it's harder to get to. There are a lot of cruises that go there, though. Uh, yeah, but you can only go there in certain months because the Southern Ocean, there's no there's no landmass to stop it. So during certain times of the year, it's fucking brutal. Super violent. Gotcha. Like rolling 100-foot waves. Oh, da, 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 da. No yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is also something that terrifies me. Oh, that is the whole reason I watch Deadliest Catch. I don't watch it as much anymore, but back in the day, it was just like, this is just something I could never do. No. Just to be at, you know, we grew up in Kansas. Yeah. So just to to be surrounded by an, a situation that could, you'll, you won't survive more than five minutes in Mm-mm. is deathly frightening. Ugh. And what's that movie with Kevin Costner and Ashton Kutcher? Mm. From like the early 2000s, maybe the late 90s. I don't know. There's one with George Clooney and uh, somebody else and they, it's called um, Perfect Storm. And they go down. They yeah. They get hit by a big wave and go down. I think mine was the uh, Hydrox version of that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Iron Eagle to its Top Gun. Sure. Oh, that's right. You were born literally the year that came out. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done a cruise. I've done a couple cruises. Uh, the first cruise I did was a carnival cruise and I was working it. I've never done like a cruise on vacation. Not my thing. But... Uh, the first cruise I did was a carnival cruise and I was working and I remember we left the dock and I called dad freaking the fuck out. He's like, Hey, how's it going? I go, I don't want to be here. I want to get the fuck out of here. Half of me wants to jump off the boat. I think I can make it to the dock. <laughs> and he was like, uh, and I just, and then that I felt bad for dad. Cause like you just heard in his voice that he wanted to help and there's literally nothing he could do. Cause you know, dad's done well for himself, but he, he ain't got helicopter money. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah on d- on demand helicopter money no uh few do <laughs> uh, Few do so but it was i remember i said it was just such an awful experience for me uh because i was alone and sober and uh also and wasn't your room tiny tiny it was super tiny and i was under i had to stay with the crew so you're under the water line so there's no windows and then they would wake you up for drills that you didn't have to be a part of. But I didn't know that the first time. So they, they just start banging on my door and they're like, drill, drill. And so I just start following people. I'm like, I'll just figure it out. And I end up in the, and I just end up somewhere outside. And some people, some of the crew that I had already met, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? I was like, <laughs> they come banging on my door. I just start following people like you don't have to be here. I'm like, oh, so I just have to start swimming against a series of crew people like oh, the security's man. like drill drill i'm like i'm a fly on i'm the comedian they're like oh go ahead and then i just walk <laughs> back with this and then one time i locked myself out i didn't have my key card and it took like fucking three hours for them to show up with a no fu- way yeah it was i did, and i just remember i sent an email to my agent i was like i want you to save this in case i ever get broken up to where i think i can do this again and then i want you to send me this email that this is the most horrifying thing I've ever been a part of, and I don't want to ever do it again. Oh, God. And then I did the Kid Rock cruise, but, you know, I had a feeling I could get some weed on there. And, uh, <laughs> and the Kid Rock cruise was obviously a whole different event, but still, I'm really glad that he doesn't do those anymore because 
Uh, it's much better when it's not on a boat. I just don't. I don't get the appeal. Cruises, I've, this is what I've seen with cruises. Cruises are either for people that want to go see the world but don't know enough about it to really make decisions as to how to navigate it or it's for super rich people that all they do with their lives is make decisions and so when they go on vacation all they want is someone to go you go here and enjoy this yeah that makes sense and uh and very little in between yeah and uh so yeah it definitely wasn't i remember i went into the art uh they have like an art shop uh-huh. With like all this art that you can buy for like several thousand dollars. Jesus. And Could you imagine having someone come over and be like, I love this piece. Where did you get it? Carnival. Yeah. Carnival Cruise Lines. So I walked in. I was like, is any of this any good? And, the, and I had already gotten drunk with the art director several nights at this point. He's like, dude, don't buy any of this shit. This is all God awful stuff that old people buy because it's pretty, but has no resale value whatsoever. Yeah. But he was like, but I sell a shit ton of it, but don't ever buy it. What a cake job. Well, and also what a lot of people don't realize is that Carnival owns the ports they go into. What? Yeah, they own all those shops. So when you buy stuff, you're just basically buying more shit from Carnival. Uh, The cost uh, for this trip was $92,999 per person. Who has the money and who has the time? Old rich people. Yeah. That want to see the world. But also it's like you're super rich. You want to see the, like, this is something you can say that I went and did. Like, I, yeah, I got to do something before you die. Then you, you can die. be that guy that has an ascot and is smoking out of a pipe. And he's like, when I was circumnavigating the globe on the gorgeous, whatever whatever the ship's called, uh, on the gorgeous fucking Viking circumnavigator, I just remember looking out into the Southern Ocean and I truly saw God's eye. And, you know, and then some 24-year-old chick blows you. So it's uh, it comes around. It's all a big Viagra commercial is what it is. That was the first good accent I've ever heard you do. Thank you. I, I got real in the moment. That's how you do it. I got real in the moment. Become the other person. Um, Did you see that a teenager went blind after eating what is pretty much your diet? I saw that. I do a lot better than he does. <laughs> there was no lobster or sushi in that. <laughs> and no- he only eats processed meats. He was eating like Lunchables and shit. He was eating ham and like sausages. But like, like yeah, prepackaged. Yes, preservative heavy. Yes, he got Oscar Mayer. He got the Oscar Mayer aids. Oh, but that's like how Lou Gehrig's got Lou Gehrig's. No, they, he just was the first one to get it. Wait, that's right. Wait, it's like the second guy who got Lou Gehrig's. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to call it the Steve Smith? <laughs> no, nah, the baseball player got it, so you're fucked. <laughs> but you also have AIDS. you want to get named after AIDS? No? Okay, we'll no. just keep calling it AIDS. No, I don't. Um, yeah, every day he would eat a portion of fries and snack on Pringles, white bread, slices of processed ham, and sausages. Yeah, I don't eat any of those, to be fair. I mean, I like Pringles, but it's not. I don't, really, I don't have them around. Yeah, no. Nah. Even then, I remember I was around... Uh, Shinedown usually has about a pallet of cheese balls around them at all times. What? Yeah, like several canisters around. Oh, like the like the, the planters, pl- the cheese planters balls? cheese balls. I thought they discontinued those. Well, I think they. I think Shinedown bought out the. They must have gone a lane from Seinfeld and went out and bought all the sponges. <laughs> it's funny because they look like sponges. Uh, and they kind of taste like sponges, but yeah. a, a very cheesy sponge. Yeah. 
Oh God, those are so good. I have very specific memories of being at the Short Hills pool and eating those with wet hands. <laughs> and then they just stick to your fingers. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It looked like you had warts. And then you get to suck the cheese dust off. That, that you sounds like, bad. You like LeBron James? Are you a LeBron James fan? I mean, whatever. Do you like the Lakers? Do you like Taco Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, they're well, all fine. From now on, if you want to say Taco Tuesday, you may have to pay LeBron James to say it. I thought Taco John's owned Taco Tuesday. Uh, according to this, a company owned by LeBron James has filed a trademark for Taco Tuesday. LeBron intends to continue offering his popular Taco Tuesday posts on social media and launch a podcast under the name. Are we supposed to copyright our podcast name? I apparently. Should we patent this shit? Because it's a fucking gorgeous name. I don't want Steph Curry coming in with the one millionth podcast. And now all of a sudden we're out. Because <laughs> fucking Steph Curry came in. This Taco Tuesday is trademarked for Taco John's. No shit. Yeah. Well, it's trademarked on all their shit. Because I remember seeing they sent a cease and desist to someone earlier this year who was also trying to do a Taco Tuesday. Oh, man. I wonder if fucking Bleacher Report doesn't know that shit. Yeah, it oh. says... Uh, Do you think we're first to report it? The chain has owned the... No, this eater already has it. Oh, okay. The chain has owned the trademark for 30 years and recently sent a cease and desist to a brewery that was advertising a taco truck on its premises. They own the phrase Taco Tuesday. We're about to own LeBron James, too. I'm sure he'll pay for it. He'll buy it out. I don't know. Taco John's, that might all be all they got. God damn it, I love Taco John's. I do, too. Please come to the West Coast. I love potato olays, and your nachos are the bee's knees. And churros, no one else has churros like you do. Um, My ode to Taco John's. <laughs> Can't eat too much Taco John's. Why? Because you won't be able to fit in your Charlie Austin t-shirts. Well, I mean, they make They make, they make bigger ones, yeah, but then you got to go get new ones. That's what's great about Charlie Austin, they fit so great. I like those stupid-ass big-name companies. Fuck you, Under Armour. Your bulky ass bullshit shirts. When you check out at charliehustle.com, just put the number one and the word million in the promo code and you'll get 25% off your whole order. We'd like to thank Charlie Hustle for being a great sponsor here at the podcast for the one millionth podcast. Only 999,989 to go. <laughs> what else you got for us, Rue? There is a um, school in Nashville. There are several schools in Nashville. There, are, You know what? You're fucking right about that. So they are uh, just now banning Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, I saw that. It's 2019. It came out in 2002. And they're just now getting all worked up. They said these books present magic as both good and evil. The curse is, uh, which is not true, but in fact, a clever deception. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Are they I also trying to ban Chris Angel? <laughs> Which, when read by a human, being risk-conjuring evil spirits uh, into the presence of the person reading the text. So the city at themselves is admitting that they believe in magic. Uh, it's a Catholic school. Oh, so it's not like a city-wide thing. No, it's just one Catholic school. One dumbass Catholic school. Yeah. Why don't cooler heads prevail anymore? Why, why are the stupid people taking over? Not, all this shit has been around for decades. All this stupid rhetoric. But there was always someone in a p position of power to be like, okay, I think we all need to chill the fuck out here. Yeah, it's like burning copies of Catcher in the Rye. I think it's because stupid people have more kids than smart people. Like, 
Yeah. Just you know why? Because I'm busy working on my career. I don't need them little rodents running around while I'm trying to get my work on. Now that there are smart people that have a lot of kids. We definitely know very smart people that have several children. Uh huh. I don't get it, but they do it. <laughs> but for the mu- but that's an exception to the rule. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's just bananas. Uh, speaking of uh, bad schools, uh, say you're learning how to fly a plane. Maybe it's your first day. What's worst case scenario? I'm going to go with crashing to my death. Well, that was de- that's definitely those chances become a lot bigger when uh, your uh, instructor passes out. Oh, no. Is there a doctor on the plane? Uh, oh, wait, is it just me still? Fuck, am I a doctor? Still not. Crap. <laughs> I knew I should have finished medical school, then done the plane thing. <laughs> oh, man. Why is Alanis Morissette playing? Uh, student pilot Max Sylvester was left in sole charge of a small aircraft, and he eventually had to land by himself in what was his first lesson in that, well, in that kind of plane. So he knew how to fly a little bit, but still, I don't know how different planes are. I, mean, I don't know. I'm sure they're different. Uh, do you know how to operate the aeroplane? It's in Australia, so they say aeroplane. The what a opera- bunch of fucking dorks. Can, the operator can be heard asking in an audio recording of that phone call. Uh, this is my first lesson, replied Sylvester. Uh, he uh, experienced a seizure. He was in serious but stable condition. Oh, my goodness. So maybe that happened. But he, he landed it perfectly in front of dozens of onlookers who had... Onlookers? Lo- onlookers. Get your tongues out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to land a fucking plane. Who had gathered at the airfield. Man, it's got to be. Uh, the incident took place on Saturday evening uh, at a, oh, it's a very small town outside of Perth in Western Australia. Western Australia, that's the edge of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's right over there. That's, uh, that's how you get to Antarctica. That's Malaysia airplane territory is what that is. Allegedly. Uh, a man was arrested, and apparently they have a problem at the at an airport in China, where people just like to go hang out, and they buy boarding passes, and they just go hang out in the airport, and it's become a thing that they've had to enact a law to where, if in this airport, if you enter this airport without the intent to travel, even if you have a valid boarding pass, uh, you can be arrested. Yeah, how cheap are the boarding passes if you can just go to hang out? Uh, I don't know. It's like the, a spa fee. It's like 35 bucks. But apparently there's like some sort of, there's attractions there. Uh, it's got uh, a 40 meter waterfall. Uh, the world's, it's the world's largest indoor waterfall. I feel like when you, if you see that once, you've, you know, you've seen them all. A 14,000 square meter canopy park, which is like a small jungle with a suspension bridge, topiary and mazes. And one of Asia's indoor gardens. Like how long are you at this fucking airport where you're like, I'm going to go get lost in a maze. Honestly, that sounds really great. In 2016, a Malaysian man was jailed after he spent 18 days in the airport. What? Forging boarding passes to gain entry to nine airport lounges. (laughs) Shortly after that, a couple was arrested for booking flexible tickets to gain access to the shopping mall where they bought an iPhone 7. That's hilarious. Yeah. I get it. I uh, mean, this place sounds lovely. Well, this guy got arrested because he just wanted to walk his kid to the plane. So he bought a boarding pass, and now he's facing, uh, see here, uh, it's 14 grand in U.S. money, or in prison up to two years. Oh, my God. He, oh, it was to buy, I'm uh, sorry, to walk his wife to the gate and had no intention to depart Singapore. So you That's can't, so sad. It is, but also it's China, so 
full of sadness for the most part. Full of sadness. Uh. I mean, it sounds nice. I mean, the waterfall thing, I'm like one and done. I don't need to see that again. But that uh, park sounds lovely. Yeah, it sounds like a fun, especially at an airport. You're like, oh, I've had a long day. Yeah, do something. I'm going to go walk through a fake woods. Yeah. Across the suspension bridge. Well, speaking of things that are super cool, uh, this kid, when he was younger, was inspired by the movie The Spy Who Loved Me. You know, the James Bond film from 1977. Is that a, uh, is that a Sean Connery or is that a Roger Moore? That's a Roger Moore. Okay. Uh, so the movie now, is that Shemp or Curly? It's obviously Shemp. Okay. It's early yeah, Curly's enough. Curly's dead by then. Oh, it's late enough. Yeah. That's Cur- how that works. Shemp came in because Curly kept getting strokes. I oh. don't know if he was dead by then, but I think he was dead by then. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why I oughta. <laughs> We're going to get an email from dad from that. I'll cut it out. <laughs> and just send it to him. Solamente. Um... So they kind of go off on this floating pod at the end of the movie. It's very futuristic. So this guy was inspired as a kid and kind of grew up to design such a thing. And it took, uh, it took five prototypes in about 15 years. But it's a luxury, eco-friendly, apartment-like pod. Uh, you can buy it for $480,000. Oh, is that all? That's all. But it has a rooftop bar. It looks really nice, though. Like, look at this thing. Oh, that is nice. And where's that? Wherever you want it to be, really. Really? <laughs> you just have it on a... Is that, is that it in the middle of a body of water? Uh-huh. Well, that's rad as fuck. Isn't that neat? Next time I have an extra half mil, remind me of that. <laughs> uh, one is in the works for the 2020 Cannes Film Festival. Cool. I assume they'll just have it there so they can sell it to all the rich people. Uh, yeah, it has a rooftop that fits 12 people. There's an underwater window so you can see what you're floating over. Nice. Right? And uh, it says it can withstorm hurricanes depending on where it's docked. <laughs> Man, it's good to be able to withstorm stuff. Withstorm stuff? Yeah, you said withstorm. Oh. Withstand. Storms. Withstand storms. Withstand. Or withstorm it. Or withstorm. This, this thing totally withstorms. You're just making up words. I love to do that. It's uh, time for listener mail. Oh, yeah. We haven't even gotten there yet. Viewer mail. We're just going it out of order. Viewer mail? Episode 11. You know what? Today, viewer mail is brought to you by our new sponsor, Back Attack Snacks. It's not food. It's science. Everybody likes snacks. Maybe you're looking for a healthy snack that doesn't taste like shit. Uh, Well, Back Attack Snacks is here for you. They have a promise. Back Attack stands with you in your clean living efforts by ensuring all of its paleo-inspired products are minimally processed and free of unnecessary added sugars, preservatives, and chemicals. Simply put, it's food, not science. I'm going to read you the ingredients to Angus Beef Jerky. It's Angus Beef, liquid aminos, smoked sea salt, onion, powder, crushed red pepper. They're all words you know. Liquid aminos is um, healthy soy sauce. Yeah. Healthy soy sauce, onion powder, crushed red pepper, garlic powder, cayenne pepper, black pepper. There's no hydrides. There's no words you got to look up on Google. There's no ites or eights. There's no ites or eights. Uh, and we love this stuff. No sugar added, gluten-free, no preservatives. They got beef jerky. They got almonds. We like, so good. We like the chocolate firecracker. Also big fans of the sweet stinger. I'm into the pumpkin spice ones right now myself. Right? Yeah, they're delicious. So all you have to do is go to backattacksnacks.com, enter in the promo code one millionth pod, all one word, and you'll get 25% off your whole order. And as always, you help out the pod. 
Yeah. And you help yourself out. It's you, delicious. You get fucking snacks and, you, and you're not going to fucking get fat and die and lose your sight like that one kid. Yeah, get it together. Go to backattacksnacks.com. The first letter we have is from Forgus 3, subject movie sequel. Hey, Chris and Andy, upside down exclamation mark, point. God damn it, the guy's got me saying Mark now. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> Let's just start over. Hey, Chris and Andy, upside down exclamation point. Yeah, that is an upside down exclamation point. Oh, Chris, you Dios were, mio. Chris, you were great in Cleveland on Friday. Thank you. What movie would you guys like to see a sequel to that doesn't seem it will ever get one? Love the pod. Keep them coming. Kevin. I mean, I'm obviously going to go Dude, Where's My Car? They did make a second one, didn't they? No. They didn't make Dude, Where's My... Oh, that was uh, the White Castle one. They made a few sequels of that. They did, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing the other guy's sequel. I'd like that. That'd be good. Maybe... Uh, I don't know. Maybe a Sophie's Choice sequel. See what other choices she had to make. <laughs> Wheat or white bread. Uh, crying game sequel. There's way more people with dicks now. <laughs> We're just saying it's a thing. Who wants a dick? Everybody gets a dick. <laughs> What's the crying game? Is it about someone who wants to be I don't know. Dick? I've never seen it, but there's a point where a girl has a dick and she shows it to somebody. Oh, Hillary Swank. And it's a turning point in the movie. Uh, it's what I've gotten from it. I've never seen Deliverance, but I know how it ends. <laughs> uh, this next one's from Sierra. All the love. Chris and Annie, I just wanted to say hi. Uh, Y'all make my drive back and forth. The workouts and my workouts so great. You're hilarious. Which are, Oh, this is uh, our cousin's wife, Sierra. Let, hi, uh, Sierra. Our cousin, Jack. He's a great dude, and I'll tell you what, his wife, Sierra, is one of the coolest things to happen to him and our family, uh, period. And uh, thanks for writing us. Also, I'm going to handle this Q39 issue for you. Let's go smash some wings when you get into town. And if they suck, we are immediately going to the peanut to get the best wings ever. Fuck you, come on by. Fuck yeah, Sierra. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great fucking I, idea. I just, if the wings do suck at Q39, we need to rage flip a table. Oh, yeah. And go, fuck this place. I'm into that. Uh, this next one's from Chris. Uh, it's been done to death. Hey, Chris and Andy. In, in parentheses, I would have spelled exclamation point, but it's been done to death at this point. I don't know about that there, Chris. I'll agree with you on that, Chris. On the topic of alcohol, I would like to say that it's okay for men to drink White Claw. However, the beer to White Claw ratio needs to be in the neighborhood of 12 to 1. Chris, sounds like you got a drinking problem, bro. <laughs> uh, I don't think you're... Unless the ABV of White Claw is a half a percent, I don't think you need 12 of them. <laughs> Andy, ever considered doing stand-ups uh, yourself? Question mark. That's where you would respond. Um, I have dipped my toes on those wildest. Uh, it's been a while since I've gone back, but I have intentions of doing it. It's just um, how the French say fucking terrifying. <laughs> Wee oui, wee, oui. they do say that. So, uh, yeah. Nintendo wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> also, how is it possible uh, that it says tasty someone? I think that's an autocorrect. Uh, how is it possible that someone who works for a cable network has never seen Shawshank Redemption all in capital letters? Uh, it's on TV, on some channel, literally all the time. I've attached a screenshot with every streaming service that currently offers it. <laughs> If money's an issue, I can Venmo you 10 bucks for for the movie. Spend the rest on snacks. Love you guys. Keep making me laugh, Chris. And he did just that. 
<laughs> in case you're wondering, YouTube from three ninety nine, Amazon Prime Video from three ninety nine. Andy, if you want, you can put out your Venmo. Uh, and you can get your money so you can watch Shawshank, but I'm going to leave that up to you. Oh, I really appreciate the offer. I do surprisingly have $4, so <laughs> I'm shocked as well, but I'll uh, I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that before the next podcast. Uh, Chris. Hey, Chris and Andy. My fr- This is greetings from Georgia from Pepper. Pepper. I love getting letters from a condiment. That's a seasoning. It's a seasoning. You fucking idiot. But it's usually in a rack with condiments. But the places you eat, yeah. Well, well, yeah, fair enough. My friend AJ just introduced me to your podcast Saturday night. I spent most of the day Sunday drinking. Designed a 64 Stratocaster hood ornament and listening to you guys. Wow, that's a day. Also, doesn't that seems like that's going to have some drag. Uh, well, I don't think it's to scale. I'm sure it's just a smaller hood ornament. I hope it's to scale. Uh, you just spend it for I a I keep Kia. snapping the neck. <laughs> 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 Chris, I'm a big fan. I've seen you the last three times you've been in Atlanta. I always sit front and center and bring a table full of people. Well, I thank you. Uh, I wonder if you were there during the abortion lady. Remember when you had the sh- show during Snowpocalypse? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. My question for the two of you is, when you eat string cheese, do you bite it or do you string it? Well, that's a valid question. Um, I uh, I usually string it the because I normally buy multiple string cheeses. You just line them up, try to get the strings to line up. What? Try to make one big long string cheese. No, I just I usually string the first one and then the second one I just go ham and just fucking bite into it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, I string it for sure all the time, every time. Never, never not stringing. No, it just it feels like going into pizza crust first. It just doesn't feel right. Okay. Oh, we do have one more. Uh, favorite ride. This is from John. Hello, Andy and Chris. You got to go first that time. Yes. Big fan, Chris. Thank you. I enjoy your work and story about your dad trying to replace the outlets. We all, we all enjoy that. That's a, I just, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Uh, both of you, what is slash was your favorite ride at Worlds of Fun back in the day? For me, I think it would have to be the Zambezi Zinger. Not sure if you heard, but is now in, uh, um, Armenia, Colombia. Um, I have heard. He I saw that. Clip. I saw that. I've seen that clip because I love roller coasters and seeing where they are now. Because there was a rumor that the Zambezi Zinger was like dismantled and it was like somewhere by a river and like you could go down and see like the cars are still there or yeah. something. Along like those, a very Stand By Me-esque situation. A, a very urban legend kind of situation. And so someone was like, no, that's not true. It's in this other place now it's in Colombia. it's in uh second hand worlds of fun third worlds of fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah i almost flew out of that once when i was 12 uh for those of you who aren't from kansas city uh the zambezi zinger was a uh very it almost looked like a sidewalk carnival roller coaster and the fact that it was just one double rail and then there were no seatbelts there were just two people sat in one thing like bobsled style and so it was nice like if you were like in junior high you always try to get the girl you like to get in there with you because then she had to sit in your lap yeah and then you just had to put your arms around her and then you had to tuck your boner into your waistband when you got off the ride or when you or when she got on like usually (laughs) you're just like hold on give me a second tuck now sit down (laughs) Uh, but it's really bad when you're a single rider and then you feel some other dude's boner. Like, uh, I was a single rider and almost flew out when it took a corner. 
Yeah. It was terrifying. And I almost fl- fell out of another ride that day, too. The Zulu. I think someone was just out to get you. That sounds about right. I was 10. <laughs> uh, my favorite ride, um, if we're going like strictly non-existent anymore. Yeah, it said, it said either way. Either way? Damn. It said is, was. Is, was. Um, even is was. I'm going Oriental Express. That was my favorite ride. As racist as that First is named. Off, it was the Orient Express. Oh, <laughs> the, yikes! Christ! <laughs> I thought it was the Oriental. I think the Express. Oriental Express was a slave ship. Uh, it they, was. Yeah, it got us the railroads. Um, so I'm going to start that over. My favorite no, ride. No, you have to leave that in. No, you have to leave. I mean, it's a fair. It's a simple mistake, but it's hilarious. The Orient Express. <laughs> How about you, Chris? <laughs> I also enjoyed the Orient Express. You racist, <laughs> racist human being. Uh, although I did just read an article. Uh, did we talk about the, on the last podcast where they they were at like amusement parks, like the wooden roller coasters? They would have to like go every day and just like nail in boards and stuff. What? Yeah, I think I just read that. You know, I broke my scooter. I broke my uh, electric skateboard. I know. Four hundred miles into it, snapped an axle. It couldn't. It couldn't handle my uh, my hand. They couldn't handle it. But anyway, it's being fixed. The reason I got that thing was because uh, I used to love the bird scooters and the lift scooters. But then you grab them and you're like, oh, now I have some sort of hand HPV, mm. and you gotta wash them. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently, they're becoming a huge problem for cities. Yeah. Which is kind of obvious, like, yeah, especially when you see them like in fountains and in rivers. Hell yeah. There's people that have been going around San Francisco, like that don't want to have them in the city. Yeah. And scratching out the the QR code with Sharpie. Oh, really? And like spray painting the QR code so you can't unlock them. Snapping them in half. Yeah. You know, my friend broke her pelvis and her wrist on that thing. So I think, you know, they're fun, uh, especially for tourists. It's like. Instead of having to, especially for a guy that's like, oh, I need to go two miles. It's hard to like justify that Uber cost, but it's a dollar fifty on a fucking bird scooter, and yeah. I just had a little bit of fun. Yeah, they are fun. But apparently, they're just becoming a huge problem. Uh, you know, they again, they're being littered all over the place. Also, the no one knows whether you can ride them on the street or on the sidewalk. Oh, they're very strict about no riding on the sidewalk. It says it all over the scooter. And but that's only in West Hollywood. Do they really even enforce it? And also, it's like not all streets have a bike lane. So they even say in the article, it's like, what are they supposed to do? You're either moving way too fast for the sidewalk or way too slow for the road. Yeah. So well, it's not just West Hollywood. It's Beverly Hills. You can't even ride them at all. West Hollywood, you can't ride them at all. That's why I got Santa Monica. That's why I got my. That's why I got my skateboard. I think it's similar. Breaking the law. But they also can't tell. Breaking the law. They can't. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Especially Breaking like in West law. Hollywood, I just, uh, I make sure I don't go too fast. And they can't really see my remote, so they just think I'm a regular skateboard. What if you go too furious? Well, I mean, I'm always doing that. Yeah. Well, what are you supposed that's to do? That's just my M.O. Well. That's just all this fuel I get from the back attack snacks. All right. Well, uh, well, this has been episode 11 of the One Millionth Podcast. As always, I'm Chris Porter. I'm Andy Porter. You can follow me on Instagram at Andy Port, on Twitter at Andy Porter, and the podcast at the number one and the words millionth pod. That's on Twitter. That's on Twitter. And then on Instagram, you can follow us on the all words one millionth pod. Yeah. We know it's confusing. Also, if you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe to us and rate and review us on all your little 
Whatever you watch us on, because it really helps us out. Listen, whatever you listen on. And as always, you can follow me at I am Chris Porter on both Twitter and Instagram. I will be at, uh, where am I going to be? Oh, this is the week I'm in uh, New York City with Shinedown. And you're going to be, yes. I'm doing the interview for Y92. So uh, if you're in New York City, come on out and check it out. It's going to be fun. Uh, But uh, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for listening. As always, fuck you. Come on by. Boop 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 boop